Hi guys, this is episode number 48 and welcome to the Wabi Sabi podcast. I am Candace Kumai. Today we are going to be writing a letter to our grandparents. If your grandparents are still alive, lucky you, please spend time with them and talk to them as much as you can right now. And if they have passed, uh, my grandmother was the last one to pass, sadly, a few years ago on my Japanese side, Bacham, rest in peace, um, at 96. This episode is called Dear Grandma and Grandpa, Here's How Us Millennials Are Doing. It provides a story and perspective into the context of what we're going through right now. And the perspective will help you to feel comforted and part of a continuation of life. It will help you to feel like you are part of a natural continuation that we are all supposed to be part of. And it's actually going to all be okay. You're here, aren't you? And you're here as a byproduct of your grandparents. I would like to start with telling you a little bit about grandma and grandpa on both sides of my family. The Gwizdowskis are from Poland. These are my father's parents. I love them so much. My babcia and my jadek. They came here on a boat when my dad was around 10. And they worked hard. They were blue collar workers. Um, my uncle is a fire captain in the U.S. Uh, Air Force National Guard, and sorry, the Air Force National Guard and the Air Force. And my dad was in the U.S. Navy. And my dad also had another brother and sister who worked very hard. Um, all of them, including my grandparents, worked with their hearts and their hands and their minds, and they, you know, took all kinds of work from Stanley tools to my grandmother cleaned the hospitals. Um, They are the epitome of what hard work from an East Coast immigrant family is like. And I come from that. My grandfather on the Polish side was also a prisoner of war. He was in the Polish military in the army He was captured by the Russians during the war. And if you can imagine what the Germans, Russians, and even the Italians, like they were scary back then. My grandfather could never finish the story of how he escaped the Russians off of a moving train in the middle of the night into the middle of nowhere. And my dad said, that it was so emotional and keep in mind even my father and my grandfather are still very stoic men my grandpa has since passed but my dad said he never ever finished the story because it was way too emo for him so what that story does is it really puts life into perspective for us like we never had to go out and fight and get captured by the enemy and have to survive and it makes you question while we're quarantined with our screens and our beds clean houses running water cars the luxury of going to the grocery store and getting gas still this is all good stuff we should look at the positives 
I'll also mention that my grandmother, Babcia, on the Polish side ran a farm, and my dad said she took care of all five family members. My dad has two siblings. Oh, actually, he has three siblings. But my Uncle John wasn't born until, like, they moved to Poland. So my grandma ran the whole family, and she milked the cows, fed the chickens, did all the laundry, cleaned the house, cleaned the farm, ran the farm from the moment she woke up to the moment she went to bed. And he said to me often, if I think my job is hard, he will list out her daily duties on the farm for me. And he has done that more than once in my lifetime. My sister and I look at the list of what my grandma once did on the farm in Poland, in the old country, as we say. And it was overwhelming. So grandma and grandpa, Babcia Jadik, on the Gwizdowski side, I commend you for everything you've ever done to give me and my sister a better life. If you are a child of immigrants, which most of us are because the U.S. is made up of immigrants... I urge you to look at your lineage and find out where you're from so that you can figure out what your grandparents did to get you exactly where you are today and how grateful you should feel to even be alive. My grandmother and grandfather on my mother's side of the family are from southern Japan, Jun Korenaga and Fusako Kumai. My grandmother's last name is Kumai. My grandfather took my grandmother's last name when they were married because my grandmother came from a family that was of a hierarchy Um, as far as their lineage went. She was from like a higher listed family. And back then they were set up, so they were arranged. And um, my grandfather was an impressionist painter and a teacher. And my grandmother also ran the house. She raised four beautiful daughters through World War II. Sorry, I'm already starting to get emotional, guys. I can't imagine what it was like to even raise one kid through World War II. My my grandparents are from Beppu, Kyushu, a hundred miles away from Nagasaki. The last atomic bomb that was ever dropped on this planet was in Nagasaki. They didn't have any food. My grandfather was an impressionist artist who had his paintings on display all through Tokyo, including the Tokyo Metropolitan Museum of Art. And during the war, they were bombed out by the Americans, so they had to flee and head straight back to the countryside. And they were right next to Nagasaki when that happened. And to be a hundred miles away from that kind of trauma, 30 years after the bomb dropped, or I'm sorry, 75 years after the bomb dropped, 30 years after I had been introduced to Japan, because I went there when I was five, I went to interview six remaining Nagasaki survivors, which I believe I've talked about here on the pod. What I'm trying to acknowledge is like the way that I would explain to my grandparents of why and how I ended up back there was lineage. I couldn't believe that people didn't interview these people for American networks or even Japanese networks. So I signed a deal with NHK 
And I went down to Nagasaki and we drove from my grandmother's house in Beppu, my crew and I, we fucking drove to Nagasaki together. We fell asleep in the car. We ate so much osembe and Japanese crap food. We loved it. I love Japanese junk food. I forever will eat all of it. Maruboro, osembe, poki, you name it, I will eat it. <laughs> we introduced my American crew to all the Japanese junk food. <laughs> and then we would get like bento everywhere at Family Mart and Lawson. Oh my god, such good time. When we got to Nagasaki, things were really put into perspective. We met six beautiful survivors that were all in their 80s. They were all children when the bomb dropped. They survived through an atomic bomb. They all had a different story of where they were in that moment in time and how they survived. And I want my grandparents to know that I went there so that I could learn about our history and the hardships that they went through and how what we're going through right now is merely a glimpse of what our grandparents have endured. That's what this perspective and this storyline that I'm trying to explain to you ties back to. These stories about dear grandma and grandpa, here's how us millennials are doing, are simply to share perspective. So allow me to give you the opinion and the perspective and the story, because that's what I'm good at as a storyteller and a writer, a journalist, and even a chef. A lot of the words, recipes, docus, videos, content, everything I put together is wrapped up in a bow of gold because it is from my heart. I don't do these for profit and I never have nothing not my books, not my shows, not my um, my own production company. N- nothing is for profit, not this podcast. Everything is just to share with you because I'm like this messenger. I, I don't know why I have this job. I just feel that I need to be of better service to you when I do that through my storytelling. So thank you for listening to me and for hearing out this story. So grandma and grandpa, millennials right now are going through a rough time. We're all going through COVID-19 quarantine. I'm so proud of each of you that has stayed at home and stayed safe. Thank you so much. My hands on my heart for staying home. I think that's the one thing that our grandparents would be proud of is that we cooperated and that we all said, okay, I'm going to be a part of this effort to help flatten the curve. So I would say most of us millennials are cooperating and we feel very good about what we're doing to help. Some of us are donating our time. Some of us donate our money. Some of us have just gone to volunteer um, at different organizations. And I really encourage you to find out what you're doing to flatten the curve right now and write it down. Please, like along with writing down where you're from and how your grandparents survived the war, I really want you to also write down what are you doing right now to help COVID-19 and to flatten that curve. 
So you could even write recipes or do a podcast or write really cool content that's helping other women. You could host an Instagram live. You could go and write like a beautiful story and email it to all your friends. All of that is free. You can just take a phone call with somebody that you love and have them tell you how they're feeling today. You can send a dodo. Um, like there's this Instagram handle. I'm sure you guys know the dodo with all the animals. And it just makes me like my heart just ticks. Beats, ticks, whatever. <laughs> Sorry. I'm so, I'm so like emo. I read some of your reviews for the Wabi Sabi podcast right before I started and you guys could put me to tears like thank you if I could get paid in five star reviews and your love letters I that is enough that is more than enough and I thank you this has been the most fucked year that we've ever had in our millennial lifetime but I do want to preface that if we look to our parents we can also get a beautiful perspective so mom and dad I wanted to share their perspective with grandma and grandpa. So grandma and grandpa, if you're listening somewhere, I want you to know that mom and dad are doing a really good job. Even though they're part of the boomer movement, they've really done a great job of coping and they have learned how to use Zoom. Can you fucking imagine that? (laughs) So my mom and I had a great conversation yesterday And I kind of want to read this story that I've been writing for Well and Good. And a lot of today's podcast is going to be based off of a story I'm writing for Well and Good right now. So I want to make sure you check it out. So what happened was um, I've been teaching my mom how to use Zoom to teach her Japanese Japanese classes. I teach cooking classes. She teaches Japanese. So here's um, what our convo was like. I say this in my story as I was writing, take comfort in knowing that we are merely a part of a continuation and you're never going to be left in this alone. Perhaps looking to the horizon in nature can better serve us all landlocked on our screens and the uncertainty or unknown that we're all feeling the same grief we all share is of the same state of our lines of lineage that our ancestors have felt in the past. Same feelings, different time. This week, I've made time each day to teach mom how to use Zoom and how to teach her 40-plus year curriculum of her Japanese coursework to her students in Southern California virtually on Zoom. I looked up at her screen to screen, and I had said, New York, mom, my home and my heart. These tears started streaming down my face uncontrollably. And she looked up to me and she said, Candice, don't cry. This is simply a small moment in your life. It will pass. It is a simple moment within your whole life. You've had the 30 something years of a beautiful life, haven't you? And my mom starts to tear up now, screen to screen. We're locked in just for this one moment together. It made me realize that this is just a tiny, small moment in each and all of our lives, all together, all across the globe. Every single one of us 
is in this together and this too shall pass. And the best thing to know in reading that tiny excerpt of this story I'm writing for Well and Good is that we are in it together. And today we're going to review a couple of different things. And I always want to have our grandparents in the back of our mind. So remember, we're all part of a continuation. And mom has done a really good job reminding us that this is like a glimpse in our lives. And this too shall pass. I want to get to something pretty tough that I don't actually want to address because I don't like getting involved in this kind of conversation. I'm left to a point where I am going to address it because I um, feel like it's time. So um, I wanted our grandmas and grandpas to know that we are fine and we're doing okay We could probably be doing a better job. I'm kind of embarrassed that we're addicted to our phones and screens now. Um, Grandma and Grandpa, we probably could go use more nature and we probably could cook a lot more because I know Bachan and Bapcha used to crush it in the kitchen. I'm sure your grandmas did too. Grandmas were like the best cooks in the entire world. Um, I think that we could do a job, a better job of hearing each other out and being there for one another. So it feels like this quarantine that we're going through right now actually is something that is of a lesson for each of us. So we need to just learn, like, what is the lesson for each of us? It will be a different takeaway for each person. For myself personally, there's this one thing that I just don't want to talk about. And this, I hope you're listening to me right now. Bapcha Jadik. So like I come from a mixed family and we didn't see color or race or religion. We just saw love. Everybody accepted my mom and dad's love. My dad is the only person that married out of his race, out of his siblings. And same with my mom. So like this whole hate crime race thing right now is so hard. I don't like what's going on. It makes me feel extremely uncomfortable. I'm half Japanese, half Polish American, and at that, I'm American. I don't see color. I see people. I see beautiful people. I think that you're blind if you look at race The the one thing I want to preface is that Japan is a small island off of the coast of Asia. It is not part of China. It is a completely different country. It is so hard when we choose to identify and judge people based off the way that they look. And this has happened to every single race in the U.S. Muslims, blacks, Latinos, Hispanics, Asians. Please have empathy and compassion for people that may be going through a hard time right now. And forever and always have compassion and empathy for others. It's really easy to generalize a group of people or just an individual 
based off the way that they look. You may be mistaken when we're mixed. We're not one. We are many. It's not okay to hurt and to use violence towards anyone. I'm not going to get involved in this conversation because my job is to always bring peace, perspective, and joy in positivity to your lives. I am wrecked by feeling like I got punched in the stomach just because I'm Asian. It's ridiculous. I pray and hope that every one of you can educate yourself on where people come from and the situation that is happening to all right now is merely a pandemic from a virus that has already existed. It is a new strain. It could have happened anywhere at any time to anyone. I'm not going to get into my anger and frustration towards a certain government that didn't take care of the situation upon immediate like urgency at the beginning. I'm just going to say that why don't we become part of the solution instead of becoming part of a problem? Martin Luther King Jr. once said that you cannot draw out hate with hate. You can only do that with love. And that's what we're going to do, guys. How about the easiest solution to this, all this race card shit? It's all crap. We're, We're just people. We're all the same at the end of the day. The janitor is the same person as the doctor at the hospital, and we commend both of them for their efforts in helping to save lives. The police officer is on the same level as the homeless person. We are all in this together. We are all impacted by it. There's nobody who's better, greater than, less than. It's all equal. And if we can level up and help one another and step up, then we can, too, flatten the curve together. When it comes to race, I highly suggest educating yourself on where people come from. Learn about geography and travel, history and culture. It is a beautiful thing that you can do right now in this moment. Find out where your grandparents are from and ask them, what did you do when you were going through the struggles and the trauma of war? I am so sorry for crying so hard sometimes on this podcast, you guys. I am embarrassed that I do it, and I know it doesn't bother any of you. I actually think most of you prefer that I do it, but it is so hard because I understand my role in media, but I also like have to process a lot of interviews, and um, it takes a really strong person, preparation, time, pre-production, recording, post-production. All of that takes a tremendous amount of time and energy and and also like hurts sometimes. Like you feel the other people's pain and that's what empathy really is. So I really want us to all think about 
what your grandparents would do if they were looking back on you. And so grandma and grandpa on both sides of the family, I want you to know that my job, if you're listening or watching over us now, and all of your grandparents are watching over you guys, I hope that you know that I'm trying to become a bridge between all cultures, and I always have been. Um, And I hope that you'll be proud of the work that I end up producing and writing because I feel that this is so necessary right now. And the most I can do to help is to talk to each of you on this podcast and on Insta and on TikTok and on my websites. I want you to see that we're trying to be the change. I want you to be the change, you guys. So if you can write out again, what are you doing right now to help be the change? What kind of changes do you wish to see come out of COVID-19? Write it down. What do you want to see? Write a couple of notes in there to your grandma and grandpa. And again, grandma and grandpa, I'm super embarrassed that we're addicted to our phones. I'm really annoyed that we have to like constantly be on social media all day. We could probably do a better job of educating and helping our youth out and volunteering. And I want you to know that everything that you went through during the war is completely and utterly acknowledged by me now and by us. And it happened for you and for us so that we could learn that, like my mother said, it's a mere glimpse of these 30 years that we've lived that we go through a small set of challenges. It is necessary for survival and you are part of a continuation. That feels good. Know that grandma and grandpa went through hell and back if they lived through the war. Again, I want us to also take a couple of things um, down and write these down. I'm going to give you a couple of survival guide tips that'll help you to get through your next few weeks. And these were tried and tested um, by myself after we wrote the survival guide last week. And then I'll take your questions. Okay, so number one is staying inside. This is a small and tiny win that works and is proven to save lives. Please stay inside. Number two, you can cook at home more and take better care of yourself. Um, Cooking is proven to relieve stress and to help with gratitude and to make you feel like you are doing something good for yourself, giving self-love. If you go to my website, CandiceKumai.com, or you pick up my book, Clean Green Eats, or Kintsugi Wellness, there are hundreds of recipes I've already written for you as my primary job is a chef and food writer. They're all delicious and you will still look smoking, banging, fucking beautifully hot if you cook my recipes because that's how I roll. <laughs> uh, that's a roll. Sorry, you guys. I'm just <laughs> I'm typically selling my books in there. It is what it is. So, okay. Um, Number four, look at perspective. Perhaps we all needed a second chance to look through another lens in life, and perhaps we needed to breathe. 
suffocating in New York City for the last 10 years under deadlines, pressure, the gauntlet, all the no's, all the yeses. Oof, that that was tough. So perhaps it's time for us to find better health and joy. I also want you to remember that this is a good time to put on a face mask. I have my Indy Lee face mask on right now. Thanks, Indy. Um, put on a face mask. Use your sheet masks. My friend Tammy has this cool line that she does. It's on Instagram. It's like um, the mask boxes. She puts these mask boxes together and you get a different sheet mask for every week. I love them. Now is the time to get gorgeous. So you really may want to take time out to work out every day. Drink your eight glasses of water. Eat a ton of grains cook for yourself, use your face masks, and get a lot of sleep. If you can cut out mindless dating, alcohol, sugar, dairy, bad boys, don't do any drugs, like just see what happens. Frankly, I did Zoom with a lot of different friends this week and everyone was like, damn, Candace, you look fucking good. And I, I mean, I guess it's like, Humbly speaking, I think it's because I have been taking extra, extra good care of myself. So keep it extra, guys. Okay, so then we want to move forward to just a few more actionable tips that really work this week. When you need to cry, like I just did right now, let it out, let it out, let it out. Call a friend and let it out. There's no judgment right now. You get a free pass for having, you know, your cry time, just start letting it go. It's almost like detoxing from how uncomfortable the unknown is right now during COVID-19. So make sure that you let it out. Also remember that education is going to be that one thing that's paramount to success for you right now. So that means do not watch the news 24-7. Please don't. It will make you crazy. It's not a good thing. Instead, like I'm taking my Japanese courses every day. I watch the daily show with Trevor Noah at night just to laugh and get a little bit of info. He is the best as far as I'm concerned and the smartest. I've been reading new books. Um, I've been rereading The Power of Now and The Power Wish is a new book that Keiko wrote from Japan. She's a leading astrologer there. So I've been reading on astrology, crystals, the crystals, <laughs> the power of now in Eckhart Tolle. Oh my God, I'm turning into a fucking woo-woo master. And then my friends over at Nourish Medical Center in San Diego. Um, I'm up in LA now, but they sent me these chakras um, a list of chakras to start studying. So I've been studying the throat chakra, the root chakra, and the sacral chakra, just so that I can get a better perspective of true wellness while we go through this really detrimental time. Education is the one thing that is paramount to all successful things in life, and it works. If you choose to educate yourself in this time, in this moment, cumulatively, you will find better ways to inspire yourself and others. I encourage you to read new books, 
write when you can, listen to more podcasts, and read more. I also want you to look for people that really inspire you right now that are doing a big um, sort of like, okay, when disasters or trauma or bad things happen, the divide between the leaders and the followers almost happens immediately. Like the way that Governor Cuomo has stood up and spoken out and really just went all out as a natural born leader. That's what I'm talking about. And I've noticed people like that. So Sophia Amoruso immediately stood out and said, here's how I'm going to help you ladies with finances and get paid, get money, get biz, love her, follow her, listen to her. I also thought it was really remarkable to see Cuomo really stand out. And if you want to be inspired, check out Governor Cuomo. What he has been speaking on during COVID is great. Just make sure to moderate the amount of news intake that you go through. And then I also think a lot of doctors have come out and stepped out and said, here's what to look for and here's not what to look for. Um, And so if you can look to some doctors, I don't have any in particular that I want you to like go after, but I really think that you can find people that you love near you and see how they make you feel. I also want to say thank you to all my friends who had Instagram lives with me this week. It's been fun cooking with all of you. And I think that this has been a really interesting time for each of us um, for learning. And lastly, there's a guy that my friend um, Janelle Hamilton introduced me to named Dave Ramsey. And Dave Ramsey is um, the guy that helps you on a budget. So he talks about the blessings of budgeting, zero-based budget. He talks about living, you know, when you're in debt and how to get out of debt. He's another really cool person to follow right now if you're going through a hard time. Education is key. This is the time to not only get gorgeous, but to also get your shit together, guys. There's no other way for me to put it. Everyone's going through a hard time right now. I really don't want to hear it anymore because there are people out there that are dying on the front lines for us. My friend Miriam works at a hospital on the Upper West of New York, and her stories will break your heart. Please, my hands on my heart, say a prayer for those who are on the front lines everywhere right now. Even the everyday workers that are out there at the grocery store, they're at the post office, they're cleaning the hospitals. Like I have mentioned this before, we have to pray for all of them. Get your shit together. Educate yourself. And the people, again, that I mentioned to follow are really natural born leaders that stand out. (sighs) This is just such a tough time. Okay, I'm going to answer your questions here in a second. Lastly, the one thing I think that you should look to is finding your true north with peace of mind. I think what your grandparents will be most proud of is if you leave a legacy here the way that they did. And they certainly chose to do that through you. They gave you a good life. My grandparents on my dad's side worked a farm in Poland. And then they came to Connecticut on a boat when dad was 10. How precious was that moment? 
I just find it to be remarkable where my sister and I are now. And then my grandparents on my mother's side in Japan, I so badly wish that my grandpa, my Jichan, who is a famous impressionist painter and loved whiskey, I wish that him and I could throw parties together, man. He seemed like the coolest person in the world. He smoked a ton of cigarettes and drank a ton of whiskey. It was like a bad boy. And he did cool shit with his art. And you'll see coming up in my documentary with NHK this year, his story and how every generation has a different story. And it's our job to make them proud. So I hope that my grandpa would be proud of the work that I'm doing now. My mom explained to me that I'm the last Kumai member and the youngest Kumai member in the family. So it's my job to leave a legacy with the name. And she admitted one time, which I was sort of blown away. She said, you know, Ji-chan's artwork, the Stone Buddha art, is going to be passed on through Candice has a torch next. And I was like, what? And we were shooting like, you know, with several cameras with a huge crew in Japan. And I was like, the fuck did she say? Like later to myself. And she really did admit that I was actually carrying on the Kumai family legacy. But I want you guys to know because my mom is super Japanese. She would never to my face tell me that I'm doing great. She still doesn't tell me that. She probably tells me I'm a shitty person like every day. She doesn't, but like indirectly, you just never feel good enough when you're the daughter of a Japanese mom. <laughs> I'm like, oh, the guilt and the shame. And anybody who's also, you know, Asian or Jewish or, you know, you come from a family of slayer parents, like maybe German, um, maybe Swiss, like it is hard being the kid of parents that have these golden fucking standards. And I, it just like crushes you. Like half the time my mom's like, oh yeah, my standards aren't even that low. Okay. Because when I started writing books, I think my mom was like terrified that they would be like, not good enough. And I was like, Oh, I'll show you. And I didn't even think that I knew what I was doing. But I learned I educated myself. I found peace within the process. Now I'm at peace with myself. And I've found it through understanding my place in this world. And if you can find that right now, and if you want to write a little letter to your grandparents and just say like, Hey, Grandma and Grandpa, I think my job now is to be a better writer, journalist, and chef because I'm able to communicate with my own audience and connect with them on a different level. And I use your Polish and Japanese ancestry with my now American presence. And I, um, I'm able to share like real deal shit with my readers and listeners and followers. And they'd probably say, don't use the word shit. What does real deal shit mean? And I would explain to them real deal shit means like, yo, I'm the motherfucking real deal. They would not know what that means either. But then I would say, okay, what that means, yo, I'm the motherfucking real deal actually means, (laughs) um, I'm, I finally found my true North. That's what it means. I know where I'm going. I know what I'm doing. I know who I am. And I really love who I am. So keep going, guys. I want you to write down 
how you're going to find peace and your true north and your purpose right now in COVID-19. Before we take questions, I have a few charities I want you to donate to. Um, Anyone working on the front lines, if you can try to donate towards masks and equipment, please do so. Um, If you'd like to donate to Health Corps, it's C-O-R-P-S. So Health Corps is spelled H-E-A-L-T-H-C-O-R-P-S dot org or wellnessintheschools.org. Both of these charities help children out in New York City that need the freaking help right now more than any other place in the U.S. New York is my home. It's my forever home. I love you, New York. I'll never leave you, and I'll always be back. I'm supposed to have a Today Show segment in like 10 days, so we'll see if that pans out. Um, I also think it's important to donate to City Harvest, Feeding America, and I've already donated to both. And then Jose Andres is the most impressive person I've seen out there with the World Kitchen. Please give him a shout. What a fucking amazing person making change. Okay, so now we are going to move on to questions. Um, I keep my phone away from me in the recording studio while I do my pods. So you'll always have this transitional time with me where I go out to grab my phone. I encourage you all to start separating from your phone more if you can. It feels really freaking good. I think separation, how do you say separation anxiety from your phone? Okay. So I got a lot of questions today. So here we go. So one girl asked Corey GL, what's your skincare routine, girl? (laughs) Oh my God. This is so crazy, you guys. My skin has gotten better during the quarantine. Okay. I use natural products. Uh, Lately, I've been using Goop, Kate Somerville, Naturopathica, Indie Lee, Fulane, and the Kate Somerville products seem to work really well with um, a natural glow. And then I use some Japanese face masks, like sheet, sheet face masks. I'll be selling those on my website on thematchashop.com soon. So please stay tuned there. I drink a lot of water. I drink a lot of matcha. I eat greens every day. I think I have aged backwards during COVID-19 because I'm getting a lot of sleep. And I don't have any men that are torturing me right now. Um, So (laughs) I mean that in a good way. Like I like dating and I'm not really into that right now. I mean, I guess I would love to be, and I've sort of been doing a lot of thinking about that. Like, I actually think I might be very ready for a boyfriend, and I don't know if I've ever said that. I'll come up with a couple of juice cleanses, but more like smoothie cleanses for you guys soon. So stay tuned on Instagram. Also, if you guys can follow me on TikTok, I'm very disappointed because I'm watching all of you. I know who you guys are. Um, Please go and follow me on TikTok and get every friend of yours to follow. Authentically, Leslie wrote, 
I hope you feel very better soon. I love all your savory recipes. What's your favorite weeknight dish? Well, you know, I change it up all the time, but recently I've been having pasta with sauteed onions, mushrooms, kale, and then today I had like spicy shrimp with kale, and then you just toss it with the pasta. And the sauce is really easy. It's sriracha sauce, soy sauce, coconut oil, and sometimes a touch of honey. And then I put nutritional flakes on top of it. And I always cook with coconut oil, sesame oil, or olive oil. So good, so easy. And soy sauce makes everything better. Yogi Bambi asks, what are your favorite pantry staples for quarantine life? Gosh, I feel like they're all the same that I just said. (laughs) Soy sauce, nutritional yeast, sriracha sauce, olive oil, coconut oil, sesame oil, pasta. I haven't had that much rice, surprisingly, but shitloads of pasta. Must be comforting. I make my cookies every week. So my matcha chocolate chip cookies recipe is on my Insta. And then I also make these epic peanut butter cookies. Oh my God, I have an announcement. We are coming out with Candace's cookie mixes soon. Um, We're working on a deal. I'm so excited. And please stay tuned for that on the matcha shop. Anonymous, please. No problem. How do you have the courage to be disliked and not need everyone's approval? Well, first of all, everybody can fuck off. I don't really care anymore. Once you get into your like 30s, you're, you just don't care anymore. Like I still care, but not as much as I used to in my 20s. And I think that's a byproduct of just being confident in the work that you're putting out and understanding your role in media. You have to be comfortable with being disliked when you are in a position of opinion, media, or if you're just an attractive girl that knows how to do what she's doing, people are going to fucking hate you or love you. You're polarizing by nature. One must learn to become comfortable with the uncomfortable. And when you master that, you will have the world in your hands. You can quote me on that one. Also another anonymous one. How do you deal with cultural divides between your parents and learn boundaries? Dude, my parents are best friends. They are from different parts of the world, different religions, different backgrounds, different countries. I love that you asked this too, because most of you guys don't know this, but my godparents are Mexican and white on one side and Filipino on the other side. And my parents' best friends growing up were a couple that were Jamaican and Swedish. (laughs) So I grew up with every single race in our household family friend group. My mom's friends were from all over the world and my dad's too. So nothing even mattered. It was just that we all loved one another. Peyton Kendall said, I really appreciate if you check out my photos. Okay, yes, I will. Iko means love. How did you learn how to use your camera? My dad, a long time ago, got me a Canon Rebel like 12 or 13 years ago because I was poor and I didn't have any money in Brooklyn. And my dad was like, all right, like totally out of character for him. 
because he's a black and white, like very serious nuclear auditor, former Navy. And he took me to get my first camera and I learned how to shoot myself with natural light. And actually we have a story, um, M. Lawrence and I, she interviewed me this week for a story on Well and Good about it. So I'll send it your way. A lot of you have been asking about my writing process. So Ico Means Love and Sip of Smoothie both asked, can you describe your writing routine or process? Like, do you do an outline first, etc.? For books, absolutely. I almost always start with a couple of different titles, a table of contents, which serves as an outline. But for writing stories, what has become very prominent for Candace Kumai style writing is there's usually a topic There's a breakdown of like what we're going to talk about. And then there's actionable steps afterwards that you can take on your own. And that has worked really well as a formula for myself, not to have you copy that, but you should find out a structure that works for you. Just like in cooking, there are no rules to writing. You can write in any which way that you would like. When you are writing for a magazine or a book, you will have to learn about style guides. Like we follow the Chicago style guide, I think at HarperCollins, and we had to stick by that. So that means like typography, indentation, edits, spelling, grammar, all have to be followed a certain way. Um, So just make sure that you do your research before you begin writing on like what kind of writing you'd like to do. Check out people in the space that you really love And then I kind of just created my own thing after writing six books. I became much more comfortable with writing opinion-based stories, which I never thought I would be doing, but I write them for free as a contribution to all of you, just like this podcast. Um, Majority of my writing is actually all gratis because there's no point in me getting paid. There are some very generous places that do pay for writing, But it's very hard to find those kinds of jobs these days. So be prepared as a writer that you're not going to make a ton of money. But rather it comes from the pursuit of finding your voice through the words, the paper, the editing, the sleepless nights, the long nights. I mean, I remember writing books for many years now. Um, to write so many books in my 20s too was something of a miracle. And I look back and I think, how the fuck did I write that many books and produce, direct, shoot, write all the recipes, develop? I don't know. But I think I worked really fucking hard. And uh, girl, I don't know. But keep going, man. It takes time. It takes time. It takes time. But keep going at it. Practice. Leslie Dawn B asked, there's no question here. I'm just sending vibes and thanks for the recipe shares. And Leslie, thanks for your love. I love you back. Huang21 wrote, how do you keep motivated when things start getting repetitive? Oh boy, change shit up. I mean, I'm all about variety being the spice of life. And so that's why I started writing opinion pieces versus recipes. I was just like over... I could still write plenty of cookbooks and recipes for the rest of my life, and I hope to do so. Cooking will be my forever ride or die. 
but I knew that I had more in me than just being a food girl. And I would never be comfortable with being a girl that some rando at the top of a network would tell me what to do every day. No fucking way. To find your true north and what you do means to find who you truly are and your form of self-expression should come through your heart, gut, and mind. Feel free to learn about the arts that make you shine, whether it be watercolor, music, singing, dancing. It could even be like rapping or graffiti art. I just love when I meet people that inspire the fuck out of me, like a pro surfer or somebody plays hockey, somebody who loves photography, someone who likes to edit beautiful films for Hollywood or independent films, someone who loves writing about opinion, travel culture. I love, love my artist friends to the fucking death do we part. I will forever be married to all of you because I know what it is like to live and breathe artistry for nothing more than the pursuit of the passion. That is what I hope that you can all find. And that, my friend, is what keeps you changing things up so that you will never be on the same note all the time. Let's see. Habiba Fazia wrote, how do you be more productive when you're working from home? And how do you feel? How do you make yourself feel better? Productivity usually comes from a good night's sleep and a cup of matcha in the morning. Um, I love my sleep and I cherish it. So I make sure to go to bed at a reasonable time. I am a 90 day fiance junkie. So I like watching that show sometimes at night to feel good. <laughs> I like candles. I talk to cute boys I like. Um, I have a cuddly cat. I like have the best time. Um, and I enjoy my apartment. I make my home a sanctuary with plants and flowers. My surfboards are basically sitting and chilling now because we're not allowed to go surf right now. So I've done Tracy Anderson workouts every day and I feel really good after my workouts. And I have an accountability partner named Janelle who writes to me like we tag each other every day when we do our workout. So make sure you find an accountability partner and have them keep you productive Working out moves your blood circulation and it helps you to breathe more clearly and it overall can keep you looking younger and hotter. I mean, truly, like I really think this is the best I've ever looked and it just keeps getting better. And it's because I take care of myself, you guys. It's not like some random magic secret. It's like sleep, eating fucking great, cooking for yourself, which I can teach you how to do every day and have been for 15 years. And it's about workouts. So Tracy Anderson makes you sweat and she makes your ass look great and your abs, your legs, your arms. And it's a tough workout. Stop pussyfooting around and doing a workout that doesn't make you feel like you worked out. Start stepping up your game and doing something that feels like you worked out. You will become so much more productive at home when you build in a workout and find an accountability partner. The Dominique Lau wrote, how do you balance your independence when you're in a relationship? Great question. 
my last boyfriend was um, an editor in New York and we lived together and we had so much fun together when things were good. <laughs> um, I mean, I chose to do workouts mostly on my own and I did girl time on my own. So I'd have like many meetups with Molly, Alyssa, Janelle, Meredith, Michelle, like my New York posse, man. And even my guy friends like Barry, Strand, Brandon, Mark, like we would all do things that were cool that kept me independent. I never wanted to be defined by my relationship, but you must understand that when you choose to be in a relationship, it does change who you are as an individual into more of a couple. So you do you. You make the rules for your relationship. I shouldn't be the one to tell you. You'll know exactly what to do because it'll just feel right. And when you meet the right partner, you'll feel the same way in your heart. And they'll know it too. My sister's greatest advice on dating men these days has been, Candace, if he likes you, you'll know. It's kind of like, I mean, this is my advice. It's kind of like having amazing orgasm. Like, duh. Like, you'll know. Um, Girl on the Leave asks, could you feature other inspiring women on your pod? I loved your IG live. Okay, so all the lives I've done have been with amazing women. Thank you for asking that. And yeah, I can start changing things up. I typically like um, telling stories and that takes a lot of this energy that I do on my own for Wabi Sabi. So when we start getting to like 2.0, I'm definitely going to have more girls on. Kat Jalume wrote, no question. I just wanted to say thank you for all that you do. Hang in there and I'm sending love. Thanks, lady. Okay. And then Girl on the Leave asks, um, how do you find motivation on your low energy days? So this is our last question for today. I think I spiritually, mentally, and emotionally talk myself into the workout I hate doing it some days. I'm like, I don't want to work out. Oh, and I'll just go into my cozy marshmallow bed and eat a bunch of chocolate or cookies. And obviously you guys have seen the cakes that I make. (laughs) A ton of people ask me if I eat those too. I'm like, fuck yeah, I eat them, you retard. Like, what did you think? They're just going to sit around? Like, that's why I work out like crazy, you guys. Um, but truly enjoy your week. Don't sweat the small stuff right now. I know how hard this is for our medical officials, our front lines, firemen, policemen, paramedics. Thank you. Doctors, nurses, everyone at the hospital, even the administrative team and janitorial staff. Thank you. Thank you to the families who take care of you every day that are with you. My hand is on my heart. Do not sweat this. We've got this. The apex of the storm is coming. Please prepare for it. It is going to be bad. Many people will pass away and we will pray for them. That is what we will do. I'll end this in a small prayer. Dear God or universe, take a deep breath.
if you're listening to us and I hope you have been to grandma and grandpa on both sides, we want to pay you in gratitude by serving others and saying that we're really lucky to have this one life to live. If it's the only one that we have, then I want us to live together in harmony, to cook for ourselves and nourish for ourselves, to take better care of one another with empathy and compassion to see each other blindly without color and rather just see the person for who they are because their heart is so big. On the inside, that's what really counts. How big is your heart? I hope that you look down on all of us right now and send us love. And for all of our grandparents watching us, I hope that you know we're trying our best right now. And I'm going to help to try to make things even better by giving people actionable advice that they can take every week. And God, if you're listening or universe, Buddha, whatever you are, or whoever you all are, we really thank you for each other because without one another, what would we be without the humanitarian friendships and love and life that we have if it wasn't shared with one another. My dad once told me that you needed to be careful for what you wished for because when you got there, you may look around and say, this isn't even where I wanted to be. And some of us were going down that route. And what this does is it resets life for all of us. It makes us look around. It forces us to look at what's important It takes away from us the unimportant, petty things that we don't need. We need health. We need family. We need friends. Clean water, a roof over our heads. Shelter. Food. And that's it. I pray that everybody stays safe and at home. Please do your part and write your five-star review. (laughs) Uh, I love you guys. Have an amazing week and know how much I love each of you. My hands on my heart. I wouldn't do this work for anybody else but my audience. Thank you for being so fucking amazing. Please have a good week and say a prayer right now. In God, Jesus' name, whoever's watching Buddha, spiritual beings, angels in heaven, amen. I love you guys. Get your shit together. Donate to your charity that I named off. Write a letter to your grandparents. Here's how us millennials are doing. Episode 48, man. Have a great week and I'll be looking for you on TikTok and coming after you. (laughs) I love you. Have an amazing one. I said that 30 times, but I mean it. Sincerity. Oh my God. (laughs) 